Yo. It's the day before the day before the day before. It's almost that time. We can, we can start talking about some real football now. It took long enough, damn it. Did it. Did it ever. <laughs> this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Uh, our first preview this is officially our week one show right our first preview show of the 2021 mm-hmm. season uh wow how how vastly different does does this feel as opposed to this time last year uh we'll talk about that for a little bit um new acquisition in the secondary by the Niners we'll get into that and of course we'll talk about the Detroit Lions the uh the week one opponent here for the Niners so all that plus more coming up on this week's edition of the Believe in 49ers pod. But as always, we want to continue to encourage you to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like button in your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like button. Um, hit us up on social media. You can get involved in the show there. I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I am at Watch Ray Ray, and he is at Eric Davis underscore underscore underscore. It's underscore times four, my man tells me. So go ahead and, and, and put that in there, and uh, and you can reach out to him. Um, as always, we are presented by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes now turning to the gridiron as football and football teams are back in action. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at Bet Online. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the thursday night affair that's thursday september the 9th uh, the season opener between the tampa bay buccaneers the defending super bowl champs and of course the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager you will be refunded up to 25 dollars for new customers only when signing up and using the promo nfl 100 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online your online sports book experts all right, and before we get going, I want to talk to you guys about uh, Ballot 7. Uh, Ballot 7 is this alkaline su- supplement, uh, pH balance and alkaline supplement that is very important. I mean, as an as an athlete, I still like to call myself an athlete. Someone I, asked you me still that the other are day. an athlete. I mean, well, you, someone you... asked me that the other day, what I do, I consider myself an athlete. And I, I said, I, I guess on Tuesdays, maybe. Um <laughs> <laughs> probably not on Sundays anymore, but, but I still consider myself an athlete and, and I try to train and keep my body in shape. And I knew it as a player uh, that the vitamins, the supplements, um, you know, having, having the, the nutrition that, that your body needs, having everything in line um, helps the mind stay clear uh, and it helps you perform better. Uh, we were talking about you guy and, and, um, balance seven is something that your guy Lamar Odoms Hello. got into his, got his got into his body got himself going again and um, he utilized he utilized this supplement uh, and, and it comes in liquid form it's just one ounce and you take it three times a day uh, and you know you do that in, in a week you will feel its effects so uh, understand that if you go to balance seven right now they can help you out so you can you can see just think about what happened with Lamar. And really, I'm just going to tell you guys, for an old man, I move around pretty good. I'm telling you, I move around pretty good. And if you can get your vitamins in in a glass, it's not bad for you at all. So uh, right now, if you head to balance7.com and you use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, you will get $10 off of their 32-ounce bottle. And that's a bottle that lasts you 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time for you to fill the pH balancing effects work. So again, that's balance7.com. Use the code believe at checkout and trust me guys, it'll work for you. Hey, we we know how you get after it on the bike, ED. Anybody that knows this pod knows knows you get after it on the bike as well as all the other stuff. So you certainly still are uh, an athlete, my man, more than than I can say for myself. <laughs> so, um, I'm a stationary bike. A st- does a stationary bike count as, I, I, as an athletic feat? I would say so. I mean, the way you attack it, absolutely. <laughs> the way I would attack it, probably not so much. <laughs> oh, 
man. Uh, week one, uh, it's the Niners and the Lions. That will be Sunday, 10 a.m. local time. That one in Detroit, Michigan at Four Fields. The Niners starting this 2021 campaign on the road. Before we get into that, uh, some news in the secondary. Josh Norman being signed by uh, the Niners. Um do you like this movie, D? Does Norman still have? I mean, he's he's not the guy he was in, in Carolina, right? Or even like the early Washington years. But is is he still? Is he still a guy? Is he still a serviceable guy back there in the in the backfield? Defensive I mean, backfield? service serviceable guy. Yes, I, I will say that. Is is he a guy? Uh, is he a veteran guy that has reps in that can come in and make plays for you? Yes. Um, that right there makes sense. You have to have bodies, and you know how I feel about DBs. I mean, you're 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 being asked to do some of the hardest things out there on the field, and you're some of the smallest guys doing it. Football's a big man game. B- DBs aren't big guys, so that's just a part of. So you need bodies. Players, are, DBs are going to get nicked and deemed simply because of the physics of the game. As I just said, you're the smallest guys on the on the field most of the time and you're being asked to hit some of the largest men. And you go in and you take on you take on that fullback. You take on the tight end. You take on that pulling guard. I mean, have, have, haven't you seen what Trent Williams does to DBs? But you're asked to go and, and fight that fight so someone else can make the tackle. So you need extra bodies um, in, that, in that position. But he's not a guy you build around. He's just not that guy. Um, he's, he's had his flashes throughout his career. And this is, this is a whole different thing. My whole take on Nick, um, on Josh Norman, um, he he the ebb and flow and the highs and lows uh, are tremendous for him. So coming in, guy that understands football, understands you know he's a veteran presence and should know how to have his body ready, knows how to prepare for a game, all those type of things can come in and help you. Uh, I don't see him. I said it when they, when they signed him um, that I like the guys that they have there now more. So you don't see him fighting E man. Uh, fighting E-Man, no, no. E-Man's a star. E-Man and, and, and Jason are, are the starters. I don't see him fighting E-Man. I don't see him. I don't see him outperforming E-Man. I think E-Man is already more consistent than Josh Norman. Hmm. I, I think his his career and what he's shown. Josh Norman had one good year, maybe two. <laughs> but I but I mean that's that's. Um, that's that's the, the time we live in, right? Because I mean, yes, he, I mean, you just yes. mentioned it, right? One good year, maybe two, right? And he was built into like this legend, so to speak, right? For for that yes. time, that time period, and, and and a lot of it was what he was doing. A lot of on the field, some of it was like his antics and his preparation, and and just how it was you know how he went about doing things and. And the whole Josh ca- got, the ca- what, character acting and, and whatnot, and then the fight too, right? It was, yeah, I was just about to say that Josh Norman became Josh Norman became he became this pop culture icon because of his fight with uh, another pop culture icon. That, that's that's what happened. The fight with Odell Beckham put him on the map with everyone, and everyone started to think he was this guy and all this type of thing. But as far as his play on the field, I just said it's been up and down his entire career. Josh Norman, Josh Norman became a legend. Um, for some reason, off of one good year, but this is the same guy. Josh Norman is the same guy that had been been benched the three previous years in Carolina. Yeah. So, so that's that's what I'm saying. The, the, the guy was constantly being put on the bench, taken out of the lineup, and then he had one good year. And I said anybody can have one good year. Now, this is not a Josh Norman bashing. You guys know me. I just simply talk about it the way it is. It's been the game is about consistency. And he's been consistently inconsistent his entire career, which is why I said it stated. I don't think it's a it's an improvement over what the other guys are doing out there. So, no, I don't think he's going to I don't think this is the guy that's going to push E-Man. He's definitely not going to push Jason Barrett. He's not remotely as good as Jason Barrett. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not going there. Um, Okay, so let me ask (laughs) let me ask you. Let me ask you this then. Um, and we talked about this. We, it didn't. It didn't quite make the pod, but we talked about it before the pod and after the pod last week. Um, what does this say about the depth there in the defensive backfield? How the Niners feel about it, and in particular, um, the rookie Ambry Thomas, who you noticed something about in that last preseason game, Ed. Um, well, I just noticed he wasn't dropping his finger. That's all. It's, so what that says is that you, like you may think some guys aren't ready. 
just because a rookie is not ready to play the first game of the season doesn't mean you failed with the pick. Again, um, the microwave society, the social media media culture right now, everybody assumes when you see this guy, it's the same thing we're looking at with five. Everybody's like, this guy has to start. He has to start. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He may not be ready. And every guy you draft, it just simply because he's not ready to start the first game of his rookie year doesn't mean he can't become a player. I was not ready to start the first game of my rookie year. I think I turned out okay. Yeah, I'd and say so. so. You, just need, you just need to learn things. And I played with a lot of different players. I mean, you think of the guys in my secondary. Merton Hanks didn't start the first game of his rookie year, nor was he ready to start. We developed into players. They, we learned the game. We learned how to play. We, we, we learned to understand the moments and what were big moments and, and how to perform in those big moment, moments and not let the moments be larger than us. We learn how to do all of those things. Um, and that's, that's something that I think that you can develop. That's something that I think some of these guys are going to have to develop. But I just, just watching, just watching Thomas in that game. I mean, there were a couple, there were two times. And then the first time I was like, okay, you, you know, that just a bad tackle, <laughs> bad choice right there. And then the next time, I mean, there are guys coming at him and he's, he's turning down contact. One of the, I'm sorry, one of the things about being a defensive player in the NFL, and Thomas has to realize this, um, all the talk about how Dion used to say business decisions and all these type things, that was all great and it was funny and it was a part of the legend of prime. Um, but I tell people all the time, if, if it was first and 10 and a sweep comes around the corner and the guy has gotten 12 yards and prime is coming at him, He's just going to, you know, put his arms out and shoot the chickens back into the barn and run the guy out of bounds. It's first down. And if that's the first quarter and that's the first series, that's what he's going to do. Um, if it's if it's third and one and that guy comes around the corner and Prime can get him in the backfield to get us off the field, he was going to try to stone the guy. So that's what he meant by business decision. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't going to turn down contact when it was necessary. Um, so for a rookie, trying to make the team, trying to get a starting lineup, trying to show that he's ready to play at this level preseason. You can't turn down contact. You, you just simply can't do that. I was trying to hit people. Like I was crazy when I first got into the league, I was trying to hit everybody. I already told you how, I, I already told you how they were trying to kick, you know, George is going to send me back to Jacksonville for taking down Jerry. I was trying to hit everything that moved as hard as I possibly could, because that's the guys in the locker room. were doing that. That's how Ronnie played. That's how that's how the guys played. That's how Chet Brooks played. That, that's you know I'm looking at Fuller on film. That's how they played. That's how E. Wright was. They were just nasty. So that's how you get. That's okay. Cool. That's how we play. And you show that you belong. You can't turn down any contact. And I was 160 pounds, bro. Mm. I was 165 pounds. But you throw your 165 pounds in there, and that's what I expect to see from Thomas. So. If I can't make you, I can't make you drop your stinger. In the words of the late Bill McPherson, a grown man is going to run full speed and stick his nose into another grown man's chest who is running full speed at him or he's not. And there ain't a damn tackling drill on planet Earth I can make you do that is going to make you d decide to put your nose in his chest. Defensive players seek contact. They seek contact. That's why I tell you all the time, physical receiver, it's an oxymoron. It's an oxymoron. Receivers don't want to get touched. They don't want to get touched. If you want to get touched, you'd play defense. They don't want to get touched at, at skill positions on offense. Offensive skill positions are about spacing and timing. Everything you do is to not get touched. No offensive player wants to get touched. So all the guys talk all this trash. No, you don't. You wanted to, if you wanted to get touched, if you wanted to be physical, I don't care if it's Metcalf or if it's Tyreek Hill from, from a size perspective. If you wanted to get touched, you play defense. You don't want to get touched. That's why you play offense. Because you're trying to avoid contact. That's the, that's the basis of the game. So defense. Thomas, you're a corner. You decided to be a professional defender. I hope I never see you turn down contact because just as I said, if you don't if you won't drop your stinger, if you won't type if you won't drop your stinger, I don't care how bad you look. I don't care. 
you can be a murder hornet. But if you won't drop your finger, you are useless. You are useless on defense if you won't drop your finger when it's time. So I'm sorry, I can't play with ten men. And if you're and, and if you're out there avoiding contact, you got to go. So you got to get better. And that's something that he has to work out within himself. It's a whole. It's a. It's you got to learn to like that sting. So you, and I can't teach you to like that sting because guess what? Tackling in the NFL hurts. Yeah, it looks like it. It, it hurts every single time. Every every single time it hurts. So you got to learn to like that sting. And I was kind of crazy. I wasn't a big dude. I was. I, I told you before. I played in hockey pads. I didn't even. I didn't even play in. in That's I, right. I, I, yeah. 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 I played in hockey pads. I feel like my third because I tore up my shoulder my second year, and I had these big, huge pads when I came back, and and I had these huge pads and all this stuff they built all up. And I asked the doctor after like my second or third surgery. I asked the doctor that had to clean it out. I was like, if I had been wearing these pads originally, would it have protected my shoulder? And he was like, no, the dislocation that you had to tore everything up, it wouldn't have affected it anyway. So I was like, why am I out here and all this stuff? So Easton, yeah, Easton, um, I, I, they went, I went over, they gave me, I got a pair of hockey um, pads, the, the way the, the, the players would wear those because they go all the way down your body, rib and all this stuff. So they, they fitted me for some of those. And then they sort of modified the shoulders so that they could cover my shoulders and, and they made it all like Velcro and removable. So. Yeah, my I could I could literally put my shoulder pads. I could put a T-shirt over my shoulder pads. They were so small. Wow. The 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 practice shells, the practice shells that the linemen would wear under their shoulder pads, um, on, like because that that's what I, I would actually wear those on pad days because they were bigger. The shells that the the linemen wore under their pads were larger. Than my shoulder pads, hockey pads. <laughs> so I would, wow. I would wear those on on whenever we had a full practice day. I would, I would just wear the shells because they were they were actually big. They were larger than my shoulder pads. Now I say that to say I'm I'm not crazy or tough or whatever. I was comfortable. It made me comfortable. There was no reason for me to not be comfortable. And it hurt anyway. Did it hurt when I tackle people? Yes, I could feel everything. But I wanted to feel them. I didn't want to. I didn't want a bunch of pads to. Help, help me bounce off for somebody. I wanted to feel their body on my body. That's the way I was taught to tackle. I, looking through your eyebrows with your nipples up. That's 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 how you try to you try to hit people with your nipples and your nose. That's the way they taught us to tackle. The game has changed somewhat, but back to Thomas and all of this was about Thomas. You got to see what you hit. You got to actually want to hit it, and you got to hit it with rude intentions. That's the way you play defense in the NFL. And if you cannot do that, the rest of your skill set is irrelevant. You are useless as a defender without a stinger. So there we go. And that's the end of my um, little <laughs> soliloquy on that. I hope uh, I never have to discuss that again. The uh, Niners released their unofficial depth chart. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll also get into... Uh, the Lions coming up here, the week one opponent for the Niners. But before all that, ED. You know what, though? Got some business to tell people. To. I think you should, but I think you should tell everyone, and this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, because I didn't hear you say that. No, well, you did, just said did, it for me. Did so. you say it? I didn't say that, but that's your part, man. Yeah, but you're, that's why you're a good teammate, though, because you just did it. But I'll say it again yeah. just for just for a point of reference. This is the Believe in 49ers <laughs> podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Along with my man, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, week one preview show, Niners-Lions coming up on Sunday. Uh, we're getting you ready for that. But before that, ED, we got some business to attend to, my man. Uh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Hey, people, believe times play action. What do I mean by that? Uh, I got some exciting news for you guys. Our our podcast is partnering with PlayActionPools.com uh, this season, and we're going to bring you guys some interactive fun, all centered around this game that we love. We, you guys love football. We love football. So you'll be able to go to – You'll be able to get in on the action with us and our entire crew here at playactionpools.com in our football pick 'em challenge. And it's open to everyone. Everybody. So you, so you guys, not only, so you get there, you not only get to play against 
me, they get to beat you. So <laughs> this is how it works, okay? This is how it works. So, so you 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 sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com, and then you get your picks in every week. And we're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between, and we're going to jump between the NFL and college. And whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. So go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, B L E A V, football pick them. And if you got plan on hosting your own football contest, you can go to playactionpools.com today. Uh, they've got survivor pools. They have pickums as well as you know cool sports book style, style concepts, and, um, and they call those build your bankroll. So go to playactionpools.com. It is your new home for all your office sports pools. So sign up, people. This is one I'm actually going to play. I don't like. I said I, I've always told you guys I don't. I'm not a fantasy football guy. I like real football. So I guess this is about as close as I'm going to get to doing it. Uh, I've never been. I've never. I told you this. I've never bet on a sporting event in my life. Yeah, same here. We we are the same um, in that in that. Yeah. So so, I'm going to um, I'm going to um get definitely get into this, and I've already registered. I'm going to pick my games this week. So do we do? Against the, you. You've do already we do registered. You're, you're like you're yeah, big yeah, time. Yeah. I haven't, yeah, even, no, I, I, haven't, I haven't registered or anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, behind. Bro, you, so, yeah, I got. You got to get out. Then I'm already going to beat you because you got to you got to get your picks <laughs> in before every Thursday because okay. you know the first game of the week. That's you gotta, right. Because it could That's that right. could be one of the games. So, That's right. um, so we got to So we got um. So I, I got to look at it though and see if if it's against the spread, how it goes, and then you know we have a survival pool as well and now when you just pick one game in the survivor right yeah I one game the survivor pool okay. you just pick you just pick the winner it's one game you just pick the winner of that game and if if you win then you keep going you keep going okay yeah. okay um okay i know so ed uh yep. depth, depth chart came out and depth chart um, came out let me look at that depth chart Depth chart. Niners depth chart. Niners, Niners depth, depth chart. chart. Yeah, it's the, the San Francisco 49ers unofficial depth chart. Um, Damn it. Oh, I still got a chance because I'm looking at this and my name's not on it again this year. Damn it. <laughs> Didn't make it again. Um, Let's see. I'm looking at quarter. Jimmy Garoppolo was listed as the starter at quarterback. Shocker. No. Um, no. Yeah, amazing how that worked out. Yikes. Wow. Uh, Brandon Ayuk will be returning punch. The rookie, Elijah Mitchell be the kickoff returner. Um, I think that's okay. th- those two things are of note. And then, of course, Jimmy G starting uh, at quarterback. Our boy Hufanga not quite in the starting lineup yet, at least not on according to this depth chart. But, um, you know, he'll, he'll continue to uh, make a case. So all that to say, uh, Jimmy G is QB1 coming up Sunday mm-hmm. against the Lions. Now, they're playing on the Lions. New look Lions, right? You got a new quarterback, Jared Goff. You got a new head coach and Dan Campbell. Your boy, uh, A. Lynn, is Anthony Lynn, mm-hmm. the former Chargers head coach, is the offensive coordinator. Um, not a lot to go off of, right? When you when you talk about film and, and preseason and things that were done, I think I, I said at the top of the show, like, this feels vastly different than it did last year, right? Remember last season, no preseason games, not really sure what you're going to get, and then the Niners go out there mm-hmm. and make one and play the Cardinals and, and – Kingsbury probably decidedly had an advantage there, kind of being accustomed to that sort of a setting, right? Niners, three preseason games, just like everybody else this year. Um, but when you look at this Detroit team, um, new coach, new OC, I mean, basically new, new coaching staff, right? New quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you begin to prepare for a team um, like that? Um, well, you start to look at what they, what the guys have um, done um, as play callers, like from so a historical standpoint, right? Historically, from right? a historical standpoint, okay. that's what that's what you're going to start to look at um, because you can you can go through it and try to figure out player for player. There's a lot with the players that you may have seen, you may not have seen. Just like this team going against. Um, Right, right now, this defense, you understand the quarterback position, what you're going to get from Derek Goff. You know what he can do, what he can't do. You've seen him. Most of these guys on the team, um, they've seen him. They've lined up against him. Um, but you have to figure out how you want to do it. Now, what does Anthony Lynn like to do as an offensive coordinator? Well, at the Jets, you know he's going to run the ball a certain way. 
Um, he he wants to run the football. That's the way he learned football. Um, former running this back. This is a, from that he's a former running back. He's also he's also a Shanahan disciple. Uh, so he he came up and he came up in systems that were run by Shanahan's. Okay. So also know that. So his football and his mindset is a lot the same on how he wants to, they want to run the ball. They want to control, control the ball. They'll run it all day if possible. Now we, he will throw the ball if he has a guy capable of throwing the ball. So you can see that. Um, so know what, what has happened there. And then you look at your defensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator, new guy. Yes. Um, but it's, but it's AG. Um, where did, where Aaron Glenn, where did Aaron Glenn learn his ball? So now that's, now he, he was there at, with the saints as a DB coach for years, moved into the coordinator position or, or started or started to um, get love on um, the coordinator position. But this is a Parcells guy, Sean Payton guy. Okay. How, how, how are they going to run their defenses? These are the things that you have to look at. And going into that first game, that's really what you have to go on. So you can expect defensively, you can expect pressure, you can expect um, you, you can expect the combination coverages on the back end. They're going to play a lot of zone. Uh, they're going to they're, they're going to be aggressive in your face. That's that's how they're going to try to play ball. That's the way Aaron Glenn played ball. That's the way Parcells' defenses are run. That's the way the Saints' defenses have been run. So that's sort of how you have to look at it when you're going into it as a player. That's the way I would look at it. I I know golf, but I would also look at this. I I, I know what he can do. But I'm I'm going into this game um, from a defensive standpoint. I'm the 49ers defense. I'm going into this game and I'm looking at it not so much uh, as to who they have at those positions outside of the quarterback. I know what he can do. The other guys I'm gonna figure out. I know. So now, what is the puppet master going yeah, to try? Yeah, we always talk about do? the puppet master, right? Like, and that, and that yeah. in this instance, that's that's Anthony Lynn. Yes. Yes. So this is going to be about this is going to be about tackling. This is going to be about consistency. They are going to try to break you down and wear you down. That's the way Lynn likes to, to uh, play the game um, and try to, to pound you in the fourth quarter. They're going to try to get you uh, paying attention to things up front. You'll get a lot of plays that are going to look alike, much like Shanahan, a lot of plays that look alike and then try to get you over the top. I would be completely shocked if Anthony Lynn changes his stripes and they come out in a lot of spread three wides, four wides, trying to throw the ball all across the field. That's never been, that's, he's never been that guy. Um, but he, he's just simply never been that guy. He, you know, the, the closest he've ever come to it was last year with Herbert. Yeah. And, and we don't know that that's to the strength of the quarterback, right? Exactly. So, so, and I started this by saying, you know, the quarterback, you, you played this quarterback, um, the 49ers defensive players, defensive staff, they know this quarterback, um, and they've attacked this quarterback and had success against them playing certain ways. You're going to continue to do those same type things. So again, I think this is understand that you're going to you're playing against a guy in Anthony Lynn and a head coach in Campbell who uh, preached bully ball. So the Niners, guess what? You get to ball up your fist and punch first, punch hardest, punch longest. That's what I think it's going to take for you defensively to play this type game. Offensively, I think you need to keep that same Trent Williams mindset, that same um, that that same George Kittle mindset, where I'm just going to play harder, longer than you, and eventually you're going to get tired of me hitting you in the face. That's how you, they're going to have to play, and I think that is going to be key for this Niners team. I personally think. They're not being given enough credit for how tough I, I plan on them being. I think this is going to be a very tough football team, a very physical football team, a very nasty football team. about the, the Niners team. you're talking about? I'm talking about the Niners. Okay. Everyone's talking because everyone's getting caught up in the prettiness and the swag of these other guys and what they can do. And I know it's so pretty when you throw the ball 40, 50 yards down the field. And I saw what Peter King said about – Matthew Stafford, he may be the first quarterback to go for six thousand yards. And, oh my. and my comment, and my comment to Peter King was, and they're still, and they still won't win the division. So I mean, all of that is pretty, 
All of that is pretty. I, I just, uh, for, I don't, I just, I don't see that happening. And I don't mean to cut you off, but like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. One because, first of all, that's a lot of yards, right? So that mm-hmm. I think a, a combination of things have to happen for you to throw that many yards, and some of which, to me, would include you having to play from behind a lot, right? And then also, in addition to that, like, I know they got some running back issues there with the Rams, but like. Like at the core of it, that's not really what McVay wants to do. Like he, like he wants to run the ball, you know. And so, mm-hmm. um, I just I don't know. I have a heart, and I got all the respect in the world for Peter King. I mean, he's been doing this forever, right? And so, but mm-hmm. I just six. I mean, that 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 threw me for a all the way I, for a loop. It, you, the only the only way you get six thousand yards is if you're trying. Is is break the thing about breaking records like that is that you have to have a coach who wants to break those records because as you just said. You have, because if you're ahead in a game, if you're up, so let's just say you come out and you just throw the ball like crazy, like um, Patrick Mahomes, and you, you know, and you have 300 yards at halftime. So yeah, you can come back and get another 300 yards, but you're going to be up. Do you have a coach that is going to say, let's keep throwing the ball, or are they going to try to run it and grind it out? Because that's what happens. You have to actually have a coach that is going to try and do that. I'm with you. I don't think McVay is that type guy where he's going to try and do that because so many things can go wrong when you're trying to do that as well. Um, number one, you number one, you get somebody get somebody hurt. Yeah, uh, that part. Be, be, simply, simply because simply because you continue to put him in harm's way, you can't protect him. So if you if a guy keeps going back throwing the ball, there's always an opportunity that there, that someone's going to be yeah that he's going to get hit or someone's going to roll up on his legs or. Something like that is going to happen, not to mention the, the players that he's throwing to as well. So there are so many things that could go wrong. You continue to pass set like that. The offensive lineman, there are so many things that can go wrong. So all of these things have to be taken into account. But we, with all of that being said, uh, throwing the ball like that, see, it goes back to what I'm saying. Throwing the ball like that does not show me how tough your football team is. And, you, no, and no. football, at the end of the day, football is a tough man game even when the 49ers lost to the kansas city chiefs in the super bowl they didn't lose in the super bowl to a soft team kansas city um is not giving credit for how their defense gelled and played down the stretch that d-line got after it that d-line came and played down the stretch that d they won the football game because their defense didn't give up. They were three scores down with seven minutes left, and their defense had to come up with stops to get off the field continuously, and they did. So eventually your toughness is going to have to rise to the top. I think that's what the Niners have going for them that people aren't giving them credit for, and that will continue to grow and improve as they start to experience success with it. And I think the offense is just going to flow through that because toughness on offense is shown in your run game and how nasty your big uglies are up front. And there's nobody nastier than Trent Williams. And, um, and I, and you're going to see these guys who want to run the ball and pound the ball and it's a good run blocking offense. So I think that's something that's going to, that's going to show, but yeah, so all of this is, how do you attack this? So let's just see. I, I think Anthony Lynn, they're, they're going to try and do that. I think they're going to try to establish that this is a new type team. Um, it's not going to be the it's not going to be the Stafford led um, five thousand yards, but win six games. I think it's going to be more of a balanced offense. Try and um, run the ball more, establish the run, be more physical, keep games close, and win them in the end. Um, with big plays on defense, uh, that's that's how I see this coaching staff trying to play it out, and I think that's the mindset that the the Niners need to have going into the into this game. That's the type team that they are going to be playing against. So that's fine. As I said, like Ray Bob used to say, you may as well you may as well ball up your fist now. You can wait to Sunday. <laughs> you can wait to Sunday, but you but you do know that the guy that you're playing against is, is going to try to punch you in the mouth. So since I know that I may as well ball up my fist now and keep it balled and start swinging it right now. Get prepared. I'll have that mindset. 
that 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 I'm going to hit you in the face first. I'm not going to wait for you to hit me. I'm going to hit you in the face first. Then I'm going to hit you again to let you know I meant to hit you that last time. Then I'm going to hit you again until you start to think I'm crazy. What's wrong with me? And then I'm going to hit you again to let you know I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. That's how you have to play. That's how you have to play football if you want to be that type team and you want to be those dudes. Yeah, and and I agree with you. I I think that they I think you go back to that 2019 team. Um I mean they were as physical as a team as there was in the NFL. And I think a lot of people did not give them credit for that, but you like you can't like you it, it was it was lost on a lot of people just how tough and how physical that squad was, but they were, and and we saw it week in and week out. Um, and if you want to measure it by the teams that you think are the most physical teams out there, right? Normally Baltimore is up there in terms of one of those mm-hmm. one of those teams. And and what happened when they went out there to Baltimore, right? Like that was just that was that was a slugfest, so to speak, right? And so um, and I think some of that kind of carried over in the last season, although there were there were a ton of injuries, but I don't know that it it mitigated the t- the toughness aspect from any means but i do expect them to be more of that 2019 version of themselves here in, in 2021 the lions are are an interesting team to me <laughs> just because like you you talked about their head coach and dan campbell right and like you see the antics and you see him you know the, the things that he says and the stuff that he does and it's just it like it's incredible, but like what like what does that look like on the field, right? And, and like our guys really going to buy into all of that stuff. And then if the wins aren't coming, like how much is that stuff going yeah. to? Is that well, how much is, is that going to play, right? And so yeah. And and with golf, I think you know he may not be as good as that MVP, uh, MVP caliber season he had, you know, a couple seasons ago. But I don't think he's as bad either as what we saw from him last year and and what's been sort of portrayed portrayed by him in LA is sort of being like the scapegoat right like I, I don't think he's that bad either so and I think he has this huge chip on his shoulder as well, well so I, I think yeah, there was a lot going on there was a lot going on down there um, yeah last year and we don't even know how true all of it is but remember you're dealing with grown men in these offices you're dealing with grown men um players and coaches now, allegedly, there was something going on th- that had to do with um, a female, the head coach, and and um, golf. Correct? That's new. I said. Ale- that- I said. I, I said allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Not that. I. Yeah. I, I never heard that part, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. So they they so they were saying there was all kind of craziness going on. There was all kind of craziness going on. Now that's that's again that was one of the rumors and as to why there was some some conflict there and to why golf is gone. So if that's the case, it's going to be very difficult to work, especially when you have a head coach, um, office coordinator, play designer, play caller, and that important player in your office. So that could um, have something to do with it. So I agree with you. I don't think uh, I don't think golf is consistently because I'm I'm not going to say he's not that guy because he had the season. He did it. It's on film. So his MVP caliber season is one end of the spectrum. You can look at last year, or or you can look at his Jeff Fisher years and say that's the low end of the spectrum. Yeah. I think he's. I think he can consistently be the high-end player more so than the low-end player. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he understands winning um, at the NFL level. I've seen him do it. I think he understands how to do it with a good defense, without a good defense. I think he understands how to do it with certain players in his huddle, without certain players in his huddle. With the running game, without the running game, I've seen this. I think that's the key. I think with the running game versus without the running game. I think that – I think that – I think that's the key when you're talking about golf, right? Because we, uh, but that's the, isn't that the key with every quarterback? And, and I would argue, and, and, and I would agree with that, which is why, like, I I don't know that that it's it, the the way he's portrayed is a a an accurate assessment of him, right? Um, especially mm-hmm. in that offense, right? Because if you don't have no running game in that offense, well, really all offenses, but especially in that offense and, and how it's, so much of it is predicated upon the run and, and you're trying to do a play yeah. action and things of that nature. Well, like, it, it, Yeah, exactly. McVay's offense is is a hybrid of Sean, um, of Kyle's offense, absolutely. which is predicated off of run action. Everything is set up 
off of the run, off of the plays, misdirection. You have base plays that you're going to run, and then you're going to set up misdirection off of that in your run game and in your passing game. So if that's not working, you're right. Yeah. You got a problem. You got a problem. So yeah. that's that's so that's going to affect your quarterback's play. Yes. Yeah, and I, and if you look at Todd Gurley's uh contributions or his impact with the Rams, it I think that directly reflected golf. And so Absolutely. And, and and so I think that was the issue there. And so um it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back. It's going to be interesting to see just what that looks like with Dan Campbell. Um, cause I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Well, that's going to be interesting. I don't know what Campbell he is as a head coach, right? Like, I, like we have no. I have no idea. Right? <laughs> well, he's never been a head coach. Um, you'll see. This is the thing about a head coach: the plan works if you win. There are a lot of different ways to do it. You can be um, um, George Seifert's deal at the head coach was completely different than Jim Harbaugh's, which is completely different from um, um, Kyle Shanahan's. And we've seen successful seasons. You know, one saw the ultimate success multiple times in George Seifert as opposed to those other guys, but they completely different way that it, that they did things. Um, um, Kyle is much more player friendly than than um, Harbaugh, but Harbaugh's plan worked, and the guys accepted it and dealt with it, no matter how hard or harsh it was, because they won. Yeah, they won. So the the, the plan will work. Belichick's plan is completely different than Andy Reid's, but guys buy into it because they win. Um, it was like Tyson, right? You, you Everybody got I mean? a plan so they get hit in the mouth, right? And then yes, yeah. yes. Well, and, and and the most important thing is, does it, it? Do I win? If I win, I listen to you. Coach can yell and scream. We can practice hard and and beat each other up. It's Jimmy Johnson, George Seifert. We didn't hit each other. Um, I, you know, I used to talk to Jimmy boys out in the Cowboys all the time. Jimmy Johnson had them beating each other up all day, every day. <laughs> All day, every day, they just beat. That was his mindset. Yeah. But it worked for them because they won. They saw results. Our squad, we would have been like, "What's wrong with Coach, man?" Because that's how they had trained us. That's how we had worked. That was the conditions that we were accustomed to prepping in. We didn't run into each other, and they told there was no need to run into each other. You guys are going to run into the other guys. Like I told you, you you go drop your stinger. Or you won't. And if you don't drop your stinger, you're not you're useless and you won't be here. Yeah. You're not gonna play. So I'm not gonna I don't I don't need to waste time with you showing me on Wednesday will you hit somebody. Sundays when it matter. So you better do it on Sundays. Because if you don't, you don't get to be around here. Because that's you know, so ultimately so that so that's the thing. It's just it's whether or not that plan is gonna work. It'll be interesting to see. Um I want to see what's going to happen. I have said it that I think Detroit's better off with golf than they were with Matt Stafford. Um, but that's a whole different that's a whole different story. I think Matt Stafford is a better quarterback. I'm sorry. I think I think I think Jared Goff is a better quarterback, not talent, but I think he's a better NFL quarterback than. Uh, and I think his I think his his track record has shown that he's in a better quarterback. Than Matt Stafford, not physical numbers and all of this stuff. Football is not about that. Football is just too dependent on other other aspects of it and all these type things. And you have to learn to work those other things and aspects to be successful. I think he does a better job of doing that than Matt Stafford. Now, with that being said, still on the road, bro. It's a road game. Yeah. It's a road game. It's the first one. You don't know. You're going into a new environment. We're talking about all these things, so I think that's how you have to plan it. You have to expect to to just know uh, the puppet masters. Fans are back. The, the, yeah, the, the only the, the only the only um the and Detroit has good fans. They have they have really good fans. Um, and so I you gotta expect that dome to be loud. The the only aspect that you really don't know what you're dealing with is Campbell and how he's going to manage everything from the head coaching position, what type of decisions he's going to make. Because you got to you got to depend on your head coach to make the right decisions two three times 
to win games for you. Players make plays and players win games, but the coaches has to put them. Coaches have to put them in certain positions at certain times and make the right choices and feel the flow of a game two, three times if you're going to have a successful season. Uh, hopefully, this is not one of those games where he makes one of those decisions out of the block. Out of the, out of the blocks. Hopefully he's not one of those guys. Uh, but starting off on the road, this is going to determine the 49ers season. First, the first few weeks you're on the road. Um, you don't want it. You don't want to go. Oh, one, because if you go down, Oh, and one, which is always a possibility starting for anyone, but going on the road, that's a tough one. Um, no matter who you're playing and no matter how good you're supposed to be. Getting that first victory of the season is hard uh, because the pressure immediately, the weight of expectation immediately becomes Jupiter size. Yeah, and we saw we saw that last year, right? Um, when when they dropped that that first one to to Arizona at home, nonetheless, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that certainly wasn't expected. Um, I think a couple of things that excite me. I'm excited for D'Amico Ryan's right in his debut. I'm excited about Jimmy G and and just um, you know him being healthy and what he can show from a healthy standpoint. Um, I'm excited about D Ford. Uh, remember we were having talks not that long ago about will he even be available this season, right? And so um, here he is, yeah. and and and, yes. and Cam as well. Like what can he bring to? Um, this defense from from a pass rushing standpoint, um, we know what he can do. You know, he can drop back in coverage and, and things of that nature. But as a pass rusher, um, what can he do? Can he elevate his game in that nature? Um, so those are some things that 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 excite me about this season. And then just just a fresh start, right? You, you put every, everything everything that happened before. Now you put it all behind you, and 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 you try to go forward. And so that 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 sort of excites me about about this one coming up on Sunday. Yeah, it's a brand new one, yeah, man. It's a yeah. brand new one. It is a this is a brand new season. The Niners are so. Let's just sort of. My wife and I had this discussion yesterday. I was like, dude, can we just kind of completely just forget about twenty twenty? Like, did we even age another year? <laughs> like, does it count? All those type of things. So that's why I'm looking at it. Like twenty twenty. Um, everything sort of with the injuries, with COVID, no fans, everything was different. So now this is the team that has an opportunity to win a championship. This is what they were building. This is what you were putting together. This is the window. We're in that window that we all thought the team had finally opened. Yeah. This is it right now. This is it. So let's go in. So with that being said, yes, it's very difficult. It's very hard to do these things uh, on the road and get this done. But the Niners um, should win this game. This is this is a game that you have to win. Don't know how this season is going to end up. Don't know what Campbell is going to be. But looking at it right now, and we can reevaluate things and reassess things down the road. But looking at it right now, this Niners roster – on paper, is better than the Detroit Lions. And this is a game that you should, you should win, win. You should win. And you game. must win it. Yeah. You should win this game. You need to win this game because you have to assume that the Detroit Lions are the Detroit Lions. And that part. they are not contenders. So if you are a contender, you don't lose a game to a non-contender. You, you don't you don't lose that game. You find a way to win that game. I expect the defense to be a dominant defense this year because I'm with you. I think D.C. Ryan is going to be great at his job. I don't think you're going to have a, 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 I don't think you're going to have any drop off there as far as the play calling and the flow of the game and things like that. And guess what makes him a really good play caller? He's got both. He's got good play and, and D Ford. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we can go across the board. He's got good players. Got, that's what made Salah that Mike linebacker. That's pretty special too. Uh huh. Yeah. That, that pretty special linebacker. I can. We can go across the board. He's got. He's got really good players at every level. You got high end guys on your on your front. You got high end guys in the middle. You got high end guys in your secondary. Every level, you got some guys that most would that people would put in the in the special conversations. And if you have that. You should have a good defense, which they will have. Salah got really good when those other guys got good. That part. Ryan's are going to be good, and that's just how that's how it's going to work. That's how it's going to flow. As a matter of fact, we've all noticed that Kyle Shanahan is really good 
when his quarterbacks are playing well, when his running backs are playing well. It's not his play call. It's not his play design. Um, it's not his. It's not his um, Yoda like mental mentality. <laughs> we when when his when his frontline players are performing well, he's a really good coach. When yeah. he doesn't have those players, the the team sucks. We saw it. That's every coach. So it's not about a genius coach. It's about all hands on deck. You put you do you select the correct players? Do you put those players in position? Do you have a mindset to figure out what the opposition is doing and counter it and take away what they do best? That's what football is about. That's the chess match. And that's what I'm getting ready to see because I think all the pieces are in place for this team to be really, really good. And I think it's going to surprise a lot of people because everybody is just expecting um, these other teams to just blow the Niners out. And I just don't, I just don't see it. I heard someone the other day talking about uh, where, where the Niners and uh, what did they say? Was it the, the Niners and um, Seattle? But not the, the Niners and Arizona. The Niners and Arizona fighting for um, third, third place, place in yeah. the division. Yeah, I've, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen all kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm with yeah. you. Like, right, like now, now is the time, right? So here we go, Ed. Yes. It's, it's it's week one. It, it's Sunday. It's, week one. It, it's 10 a.m. Fox TV. Niners at Lions to kick off the 2021 season. Uh, of course, we'll be with you next week to recap this one and to preview and to preview week two as well. We're going back to two pods a week starting next week. Um, so this is our last week um, with just one pod, uh, uh, th- and then we'll we'll go back to two yeah, pods yeah. throughout the uh, throughout the rest of throughout the rest of the season. That's right. Yeah. So. Um, make sure you continue to subscribe, download, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Hit us up on social media. I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. Uh, for my partner, <laughs> Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.